Welcome to the Great Trials Podcast bonus episode. Uh, as always, uh, you're here with Yvonne and Steve, your, uh, your two hosts. And, uh, and for the bonus uh, podcast today, we have Steve Sussman from Sussman Godfrey LLP down in Houston, Texas. And, uh, and you can look up Steve at SussmanGodfrey.com and read all about him. And today on the bonus episode, we are going to be talking about a project that is, uh, was started by uh, Steve and uh, is near and dear to his heart, and that's called the NYU Civil Jury Project. Steve, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, thank you. Um, uh, so, you know, it, on this bonus episode, you know, I, we wanted to talk about something that uh, was important to you and, and something that, uh, you know, helps lawyers, helps uh, helps the justice system, helps everything. And, and you mentioned uh, the Civil Jury Project. Can you just tell our listeners what the Civil Jury Project is? The Civil Jury Project is a academic center at NYU School of Law in New York City that is devoted exclusively to asking the question, why are jury trials disappearing? Should we care? Should we be concerned about it? And if so, what can be done? Uh, no one questions that they are disappearing. Uh, the right. number of jury trials, uh, at one point in time, uh, federal judges in this country tried 10 cases, civil cases to a jury a year. That's dropped to two. Uh, the percentage of cases disposed of by jury trials uh, has dropped from around 5% to under a half of a percent. So, and the question is, uh, is so it's happening. Uh, and it's happening in every state, in every state court, in every federal court. And the question is, why should we be concerned about it? And my answer is yes, that was one of the most important constitutional rights our founding fathers put in the Bill of Rights. A right in the Seventh Amendment right. guarantees you a right to trial by jury. And so if, if judges don't know how to try cases and lawyers have, don't have the experience trying cases, how can we preserve that important right? It's, it's the idea of the founding fathers was that you can corrupt judges, you can bribe them, or they can be somewhat because 95% of the judges in this country are elected. Right. 95% of those that are elected are in partisan elections. So you run as a Democrat or Republican. And the studies that have been done show that if you are an elected judge, you are going to be biased in favor of the party that you think is most likely to help you stay in office or keep you in office or get you in office. The big repeat users of the legal system, large companies that are in court often make right. big contributions or lawyers that are in court often make big contributions and that you're going to be hesitant as a judge to rule against them. So do I as a citizen want to go up against uh, 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 Comcast in a before a judge in a court where I know they have contributed fifty thousand dollars to his reelection campaign. Hell no! Right. I mean, <laughs> but a jury, on the other hand, twelve people picked at random from the community. That's a totally different thing. And the founding fathers in the in the Federalist Papers made it very clear that jurors cannot be bribed. They, 12 eyes and ears and brains do a better job uh, than one. 
Uh, and it's the ultimate protection of the average citizen against the big company and a big federal government. So people, our founding fathers thought jury trials were important in, in the atmosphere we're in today where people are talking about litmus tests for judges and judges who are loyal to them and, you know, which is going on with the Supreme Court appointments and what the president does with the the federal bench, putting on the federal bench people who view the world as he does. It's as more important than ever before that we have juries there to protect the average citizen. But they can't take your property or your liberty. Uh, until uh, 12 people say, okay, it's okay to do it. So I got, and I've been a very successful trial lawyer, trying cases for 50 years, and I said, I can either spend the rest of my life, uh, I was 75 years old three years ago, I can either spend the rest of my life trying another case, looking for another big case, or I can do, try to do something which is bigger, and that is to go around the country and try to preserve jury trials. So we, uh, our audience is federal and state judges. We have 290 judicial advisors across the country, 65 academic advisors who are law professors who study jury trials and the history of jury trials. And it is an effort to uh, improve the trials, encourage judges to try cases, reduce the expense of cases, make them go faster, uh, do all kinds of things that uh, make it better for jurors. The studies also show, by the way, that a citizen who serves on a jury is much more likely to be a good citizen, much more likely to vote. That study right. has been done. You are, if you serve on a jury, you're more likely to vote than someone who's not served on a jury. Because you, when you are a juror, you are an officer of the government. You are a government official. For the time you are sworn in as a juror, sworn to uphold the law just like a public official is. So it's a very important thing that we keep this duty service available uh, to the average citizen. It's their one chance to see how the system works. So that's what I'm doing. I spend half my time now going around the country talking about jury trials. How do we keep them alive? How do we preserve them? How do we make them better? And uh, uh, it's been successful, I think, thus far. Uh, I haven't seen the figures turn around yet. Right. But this is a long process. You know, we did a survey of Americans a couple of years ago, and 80% of the non-lawyers in this country think that the number of trials has increased or remained the same over the last decade. Wow. They're dead wrong. They are totally wrong. The, the, the picture given by the media, the public media, all these TV shows and radio, you know, uh, movies about trials, people think the judges are busy. And the judges like the public to think, we have a judicial emergency here. We're busy. We need a bigger courthouse. We need more people to help us. That is not true. They don't need a bigger courthouse. You can shoot a cannon through any courthouse in this country any day of the week <laughs> right. and not hit anyone. <laughs> That's the way it is. So I'm out there trying to, I mean, you're doing a podcast on great trials is terrific, but you better hurry up because they're going <laughs> <Right. laughs> to disappear soon. Wow. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's always been a, a really important, uh, you know, to us and, and in our practice. And uh, I'm sure you've done uh, work with uh, with the American Board of Trial Advocates, which also holds the uh, right to jury trials uh, as a near and dear principle. And uh, and you're right. I mean, it is disappearing and things like, you know, forced arbitration, uh, you know, take away that right. And uh, and there's a number of reasons why there are many less uh, jury trials than there used to be. And, I, and I'll never forget when I started out with my the very first lawyer I worked for was this lawyer uh, named Joe Freeman, who was in Atlanta. And uh, Joe started out in the 50s. And he used to tell me how in the 50s, he would try somewhere between 150 to 200 cases a year. And he would try a case, it'd take about a day, maybe two days. He, then he would walk out of the courtroom, get a file, walk into the next courtroom and start trying. And he would just tell me how much fun that was and, you know, and how he missed those days of just being able to, you know, walk in and try case after case after case. And, and, and obviously how great you become, at trying cases when you do it that often. In our yeah, Steve, you mentioned the uh, Amer- ABOTA, American Board yeah. of Trial Advocates. That's where I began this effort. Yeah. I was the chair, co-chair of their Save Our Juries Committee for several years. But I realized that bar organizations are not the way to go because the lawyers meet twice a year at some exotic resort. Right. You know, yeah. they meet for an hour. Then the next day they're talking about their golf game. And on Sunday they were planning to their flight home to work, worry about the case docket the next week. So it had to be a more sustained effort. And that's why I took this project to NYU and, and, uh, uh, convinced them that they should set up this center. So, uh, it's a great idea. I mean, it's a great idea because it sounds like you're encompassing a lot of different ways of, trying to save the jury trials. I mean, you're trying to make them better for jurors. You're trying to make them faster and more efficient. Um, it sounds like there's some kind of public public education involved in yeah, that let, as well. But absolutely. Let me, the, the, the trial we're about to discuss, the, the Casey trial, was a trial where we used some of the innovations that I am still preaching. And they were so successful in the trial that my co-counsel, Tom Melsheimer, and the trial judge, Craig Smith, have written this book called On the Jury Trial, which I sent you a chapter from that yeah. book about this trial. That's the first trial the judge or anyone, including me, had been in where the jurors were allowed to ask questions of witnesses. An incredibly smart innovation that is now becoming very common in courthouses. But 10 years ago, that was the first I'd heard of it in Texas. Right. Uh, it was it was a brand new innovation. Uh, uh, some judge talked to me, a federal judge uh, on a program I was in in Austin last week called Airing Out Jury Trials. Uh, Tom Martin was the judge from federal judge from Wichita, Kansas. He said he tried his first case where a couple of weeks ago where he allowed the jurors to discuss the evidence, not decide, not deliberate, but just to discuss the evidence when they were all together in the jury room. You know, the jurors sit back in the jury room alone because the judge is doing something with the lawyers, but the judge, the common instruction is you're not to discuss the case at all with each other until deliberations, until you've heard all the evidence. And now there's a new thought that you ought to tell the jurors, you can't decide, you can't take a vote, 
but you can discuss the last witness you heard. You can ask each other, did you hear that witness talk about this? What date did they say this took place on? Or I didn't think that witness was particularly credible. Did you? Uh, I mean, you know, the 12 people, it's like there's this, there's this uh, movie that was put out uh, in 19, a, a short, short little film in 1998 called Order in the Classroom, which demonstrates that we insist that jurors do things that we would never insist students do in class. They can't ask questions. They don't know what the exam's going to be about. They don't know who the lecturers are going to be. They can't discuss it with each other. Many courts, they can't take notes. They yeah. are not instructed at the beginning of the case, but rather at the end of the case. All these innovations uh, courts could adopt, and it would make it easier and better for jurors. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Steve, if, if uh, somebody wants to get involved in the Civil Jury Project, is there a way to do that? And how do they do that if they, if they want to? Yeah, they, they can just write the Civil Jury Project at NYU.com. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, we have a website. Uh, Google us. You'll see our website yeah. is, I may not have given you exactly the website, <laughs> but it's called the Civil Jury Project at NYU Law. And uh, we'd be happy to have whoever. What we do have gone around the country, we've had now 28 jury improvement lunches where we invite people who have recently served on jurors, juries to come to a lunch with a bunch of lawyers and judges and tell us how we can improve the system, what we can oh, do great. to make things better. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, well, it, it sounds just like a tremendous project and, uh, and one certainly uh, worthy of, of everybody getting involved in if they can. And it's uh, an incredibly important uh, part of our, uh, our system and, uh, and our rights as, uh, as Americans. So uh, we really appreciate you doing that, Steve. Thanks. So this has been Steve Sussman on the bonus episode of the Great Trials podcast. You can look up Steve at uh, SussmanGodfrey.com. And uh, thank you so much, Steve. You're welcome.